Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Living life day to day. I guess that's how we're supposed to live life, right? In the present moment. Yeah, because if you're not, where else are you living? This is episode number 17. Hey, you made it. You are officially halfway through the week. Congrats. Welcome to our Hump Day special edition of Your 17 Minutes Podcast. Please relax, lay back, take your shoes off, and let your feet breathe. You are now prepared for my friend and your host, LaFool and A. You can only live in the present. A lot of times our minds are dwelling on the past or we're hopeful for the future. But the future is always tomorrow and tomorrow is always one day away. In the past, you just barely missed and you can never really get back there. Like when this podcast started, we were in the present, but now that's the past. Exactly. Is Biden the president still, or are you still waiting? I'm still waiting. Talked about this before. I think maybe in episode three or four about him choosing the proper running mate. First of all, congratulations to Senator Harris. She may be the first female VP of color of Asian descent, East Indian descent, Black descent from Jamaica. I think it's good. They are the president-elect and the vice president-elect. I think there are a lot of hurdles that we have to get through. We're 72 days out from the inauguration, so we've got 72 days to get through. There obviously is going to be a lot of legal battles that take place in the coming days. We have to get through the Electoral College. Barring any unforeseen random activity, they're going to be inaugurated on the 20th of January. Trump's base has been pretty quiet. I think a lot of them are still waiting. He's given them a hope to believe that this is going to flip. That's why I think there's been no reaction. Yeah. I think Trump even sent a letter out to his base stating that there's going to be a recount and all these other things. On the other hand, though, I think there's been a lot of celebration in the streets We've had an election like this before. 2000 was one election that wasn't decided for some time. I don't remember how long it took. Wasn't it quite a bit before the final count stopped in Florida in 2000? Unfortunately, since it wasn't an overwhelming victory, we're right back into one of those same type of scenarios. That's way more interesting to me than slicing and dicing who won, who didn't win, what the Republicans are going to do. That all remains to be seen. But I think it's interesting that The country seems to be more divided than we thought. Both the Republican and the Democratic parties thought that they were going to have a landslide. Neither did. Right now, we're only 4 million votes apart. That's a drop in the bucket. Why are we as divided as we are? More importantly, how do we come back to being one nation, a single unit of democracy? I don't really think we are that divided. It's the same coin. Democrats and Republicans may want to argue among themselves, but for the most part, the centrist and the neolibs, they want the same thing as the neocons do. They want more war. They want to empower the military-industrial complex. 
they want to make sure insurance companies get a piece of the pie. If that's the case, then why is there all of this division? Why are people yelling in each other's faces? They've been programmed to do that. They've been saying, look, that's your enemy. Who the guy standing right next to me? Yeah, that's your enemy, right? So yell at them. Meantime, there's rampant corruption going on. Overseas, there's wars being plotted, assassinations taking place, and no one can talk about it. Everybody stays completely distracted. The whole Russiagate thing is just a giant scare. What did it distract from? So much. And the impeachment, so much. I mean, the impeachment was an absolute joke. They managed to keep their side divided because one day they're going to wake up and realize, you know what, we are on the same side. You know, who really lost in this race was the progressive movement. The Green Party didn't even really have that much of a presence because they've been pushed so far to the outside perimeter. So they do some winning, but not the level that we should see. And the truth is we've become a one-coin nation. The only way that you keep that going is you keep your little sub-bases divided so that they fight among one another over the silliest things. Trump sends out a tweet, oh, let's argue about this. Really? Well, what, what else does he do overseas meantime? We don't, we're not going to worry about that. What is your solution then to that? Look at what Rachel Maddow reported on Yemen. Nothing. Look at what she reported on the nuclear material that the Saudis have been given. Nothing. Look at what she reports on what's going on with the military industrial complex. Nothing. I can't stand watching her show. It's like it will only get broken if there is something catastrophic that happens outside of that loop. And that doesn't mean some crisis initiative that's started by the system itself, by that little small cabal that launches a war, that has this attack. It has to be something outside of that. Something has to attack the system for real. And that's the sad part. And by the time that happens, we're not even going to have any faith that it's real. The truth is, I have no idea what the solution is going to be at this time. I think that we are screwed. We can sit around and, oh, poor us, and, oh, we're screwed. But I'm not sure that that accomplishes anything. We've already done that for a long time. When? The whole cycle. Oh, poor me. My candidate didn't win. I'm sad for four years. I'm mad for four years. We've been doing that since the 60s, as far as I can tell. It goes much deeper than just simply saying, oh, my candidate didn't win. It's, as long as you play that game where you have a candidate, you're going to be part of the problem. Who was our candidate last time? Bernie? Bernie is right there with them popping corks and celebrating. What should we be looking at? We should be looking toward a handful of people that we need to bring together. And they should be independent journalists and accountants. And we need to start tracking the money because that's where the problem is. Let's find out where the money is going. What is the Pentagon really hiding? Where is the Pentagon budget? Why can't we get an audit of the Pentagon? That's where it should start. And then those independent reporters need to report that. And I don't mean going to RT because RT is Russian intelligence television and they're part of the problem. RT didn't report anything that was happening in the Ukraine. And those that did got terminated. This isn't just an American problem. It's an international problem, and it's all designed to do one thing, to help to create what they phrase as the new world order, which is developing right in front of our very eyes, and we're not even paying attention to it. What's the new world order? The new world order is ensuring that corporations can control 
everything. There is no more will of the people. There is no more actual constitution of nations. The new world order is going to put an agenda before us, and we're all going to have to abide by that agenda. The new world order is building a giant skyscraper in your backyard. Every resource around you is going to be used for that skyscraper, and you only get pennies, if even that, to divide among you all. More precise terms, any products that you have here aren't built here. They are manufactured overseas someplace. The new world order is turning all of us into giant batteries, like it's the matrix. And all that you are is energy to be absorbed into the system. People have been talking about the new world order for at least 40 years now. Is this a different construction, a different definition of the new world order than, say, what we had in the 70s or the 80s? When was the last time you actively heard somebody talking about the new world order? I think it's an underlying assumption. In the 90s, you actually heard George Bush mention it in a speech. You heard Obama mention it once. That wording has gone away because they were talking to those that were a part of it. And now that you can hear things on social media, like sound bites that people are saying all over the place, they don't want those words coming out anymore. Matter of fact, the system is probably designed to make sure that those words aren't even repeated anymore. It's the same system. It's not going to change. It's a giant skyscraper being built right in front of you. We still don't have a solution. Yeah. What is humanity to do? You've suggested that independent journalists and accountants could play a role. I'm going to say what of the Chris Hedges of the world, they seem to be doing their best to expose and bring light into that system. You've got the Edward Snowdens. You've got the Noam Chomsky's talking from a philosophical perspective. You've got a lot of people having those conversations. Well, let's take a look at that. Chris Hedges is getting paid by RT, by Russian government television agency. Look at the money. Look at where he's getting his money from. And then look where the source of that money comes from. Snowden was speaking truth. Snowden is a hunted man living abroad who is in fear of his life every day. Look at Julian Assange. What did Julian Assange really did? Did he break a law? You had Secretary of State Hillary Clinton openly saying he hacked. She knows she's lying. He did some hacking, yes, but he didn't get the material that she got. It was handed to him by a U.S. soldier who says the world needs to know about this. And the result of that is he's being held in prison someplace right now on the verge of death in solitary confinement. You're calling for individual journalists and individual accountants to still continue trying to attack when, from your perspective, folks like Chris Hedges and Julian Assange and Snowden have all been sidelined quite effectively by the system. What's the solution for independent journalists who are coming up in the wake of people like Hedges? How do they not end up the way that you say Hedges has gone? It's all about working together. It's all about getting a group together. The larger the group, the more protection that the group has. But they have to work together. You know, you're fighting against the new system. Let's take a current group that probably folks are familiar with. Um, the group that sort of consists of Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, the Weinstein brothers, they seem to be making a righteous effort at countering what they see as disinformation, trying to create a voice for opposition ideas, whether or not we agree with all of them. At least they're there. They seem to be doing that. Do you think they're succeeding? The group that calls itself the intellectual dark web is a joke. 
you're going to have all those alt right out there like, oh, I can't believe you said that about them. But, you know, the, the reason why they try to get Joe Rogan in there is to give them some legitimacy. There are some intelligent guys among them. I don't know how Jordan Peterson got involved in it. Jordan Peterson has all these great ideas. Then it turns out he's a drug addict. You know, he's got his own personal demons he needs to be working on. I'm not really much for the Weinstein brothers either. Are you saying when people have character flaws like addiction or perhaps some mental issues, whether it's narcissism or bipolar disorder, et cetera, that's just going to discount everyone? We all have our own demons. You've come up with a hundred reasons why none of this is working. And I'm just trying to find a place. It's very easy to say, oh, yes, this group needs to come together. And I'm pointing out to you groups that have coalesced and you have an argument against any of them. It seems like you're looking for like this perfectly righteous group. I think they do exist. They're, they're very secretive and that's good. They need to remain secretive. And I think that they have an agenda that might actually stop this system, but I don't think the system is stoppable. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the building of the matrix right in front of our eyes. Neo tried to take the system down after it was already constructed. The truth is it really kind of absorbed him and what he thought was taking down the system was just another part of the matrix. Even his victory, even Zion was all just a trick to control him. I'm concerned that no matter what we do, every single answer is the wrong answer because it's greater than one of us. In the military, there's a saying, an army of one. And it really takes an army. Why don't we do an episode where you try to find for me five good things that come out of the intellectual web group? I challenge you to do that. I don't see it happening. I've listened to them. I've watched them online. I've tried to study some of the stuff that they teach. I don't know. It's out there. It's just not really something that I would listen to. I consider it a spinning ball to attract others to this dark, dismal light. I'm not going to take your challenge because my job here is not to prove anything, but to check your thinking and to ask you the harder questions. So I'm pulling it basically out of my weird little world examples that I've seen. I'm not saying that I think the intellectual dark web is yay or nay, or that I believe anything that comes out of them, or that I think that they have anything of value or that they don't have anything of value. That's not my role here. So I don't need to go out and find five things because I, th I think that's kind of pointless at this point. You brought it up and I discounted it and you're like, whoa. I brought it up as a challenge to what you were saying because you seem to want to have a solution, but you don't have a solution. And so I'm offering you various solutions that seem to be out there in our current society and culture. And you don't think any of them are valuable. I'm just trying to find the direction that a listener might decide to take instead of being told, sorry, dude, you're already halfway into the matrix and there's no hope. Unless that's really what you think. We're running out of time, so we're going to wrap this up right here, but we're going to pick this right back up where we left off next time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family.
Morpheus 2020. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Snip, snip.